Thought Bubble Audio. There's a bunch of pictures in this article about the actress that are like scenes from the set where everyone's wearing like fucking hazmat gear because it's COVID. Like there's these crew members wearing like three face shields. This is a COVID movie? Yeah, it's a COVID movie. I didn't know that they did this one in COVID. I mean, it was filmed like two months ago. Okay, I should have known. No, you're right. The turnaround. We, We tracked the turnaround time. Oh, when, um, okay. All because right. Treat Dad yes. did a film. No, I know, I they, know. They do them all the same. Okay. I should have known, I should have known. Okay. Anyway. Jesus. Jesus. It's very, <laughs> it's like so extremely COVID. Okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> like. There's just, it's so COVID. Okay. Hi, I'm Kirsty, and I'm Kelsey, and it's time to hate watch with us. <laughs> Welcome to our show, where Kirsty just sends me slacks as she starts speaking. <laughs> well, I'm I'm also in the middle of trying to solve a acting credit mystery that I can't figure out, and I'm a little baffled, but it's okay. Um, anyway, this is our show about the things we love and hate, and love to hate, and also hate watch holidays. We're still here. Yeah. <laughs> It's still Hate Watch Holidays for reasons, I guess. The reason being that it's still the holiday times. <laughs> Just barely. Still you the sound like it's times. some like huge mystery that it, that we're still doing holiday content as if it's not fucking December. Okay, but you know what is kind of a huge mystery to me? Sure. It's still fucking core core. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> not only is it core core, but it's been core core for so long. <laughs> That we like bastardized the slang. (laughs) We've officially been inside for too long. For too long. Too fucking long. Um, what's your core core today? That's the quarantine corner update for those of you cool kids (laughs) who may have somehow missed that one. Well, I haven't shared yet about the update I did to my interior, speaking of being inside for too long. Oh, yeah. This is not a TV core but... No, it's quite it's lovely. Adjacent because I finally turned my non-functional fireplace into a functional gas fireplace. And it's right next to my couch, so I can watch TV for hours and have the warmth of the fire, the fake fire. <laughs> it's so beautiful, too. It's very cheery. It has glowing embers. It has mm-hmm. five different levels of backlights. Wow. It's, there's a lot happening. It's so fancy. She's got her Christmas tree a safe distance in front of it, and it yep. looks very, like, Hallmark set designy, but, like, in the way you want it to. <laughs> it's like, help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, like, in the good way. It's my limit on festive. <laughs> it's very We're festive. Here. We reached it. You're doing a good job. So festive. <laughs> What's your core core? My core core. Um, 
mine is um, that... Well, there's two of them. One of them is that Tom the Tow Truck is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And for anybody out there who has, like, small children who really like YouTube channels... The fact that more and more of your YouTube channels are moving onto streaming platforms is, like, very exciting for me. Mm. Um, mostly because, like, all of this content is weird enough without YouTube autoplay getting involved. <laughs> and it's also all weird enough without the YouTube ads. Like, on on both Tom the Tow Truck and Coco Melon, she keeps getting ads for this, like, skateboard hoverboard mix. <laughs> And I, I just don't know who, like, the demographic researchers at YouTube think are watching Coco Melon. It's the siblings so, in the car who are hearing I, it. I guess. I guess. Um, but not a single time in that whole ad do they ever show the product itself. Mm. They just, like, describe riding a skateboard with, like, lots of montages of mountains. So it's a scam. It probably okay it's there's just a lot happening anyway this is all just to say that tom the tow truck is on amazon prime <laughs> and coco melon is on netflix and it has been a, a as good of a development as one could help hope when the only content your child wants to watch is tom the tow truck and coco melon mm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> somehow jeff bezos has created a safe space for me <laughs> for me yeah <laughs> Um, so that's number one. And number two is that Stars all week is doing an Outlander marathon. So if you have access to Stars, you could just pop that bad boy on all day, every day, and it's just all Outlander all the time. Although by the time you're listening to this, you may not want to because it'll be like season five and it'll be a bad place. <laughs> I think by tomorrow, you I, we're recording this on Tuesday the 22nd. I'm hoping to get this out by Wednesday the 23rd. So by tomorrow, I it'll think they should be three. in season three. Yeah, that's what it's I was going to say. It's a different flavor of bad place. Real different. Well, see, when I was the just first half of season three is good. Yeah. Oh, we know you were in season three. I was watching Dragonfly and Amber. I think that's the season two finale. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how time works. I think it is. <laughs> I think I'm, you're doing well, one season per day. Oh. So, yeah. So, anyway, they're progressing, but it's still an exciting <laughs> marathon. If I had stars, I'd have that shit on. I did think about just watching hmm. Outlander, because I do have Netflix. <laughs> There's something to the, like, but, niceness of just being able to drop in and drop out whenever you want. That's the thing. Like, I don't need cable. Kelsey and I have argued about this for years. I don't need that <laughs> access. But there is something about, like, a pre-programmed mm -hmm. marathon that's different than just turning on Netflix and letting it play. Yeah. Like, I was killing time before we started recording. So I was just like, oh, let me flip on stars for 15 minutes. And yeah. then I'll stop and it'll be fine. <laughs> I also feel like if, if Netflix plays all day, then, like, I've made the choice mm -hmm. to have my content playing all day. Whereas if Stars is playing Outlander all day, then it's just, like, someone else is in control of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to not be in control of your life. Every once in, in a great aspect. while. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, speaking of people who right. are not in control of their lives. Yeah. What are we here to talk about today? I'm still trying to solve a mystery, so. So, 
we promised the people some things this hate watch holiday season and i feel like i need to come clean on a few of these (laughs) um one thing i promised was that we would watch the time travel hallmark movie which its name escapes me it doesn't matter it was a timeless Timeless christmas Christmas, maybe timeless christmas so i did watch this movie in good faith (laughs) and it was the worst thing i've ever seen and not in a fun way oh no (laughs) we talk enough about like hate watches that are fun and not fun and good and bad and this was just like if you took the premise of the netflix christmas classic the night before christmas with a k you took those mechanics, but you made it in a living history museum, but had no motivation or like personality for any person in it. <laughs> That's what it would be. Sure. So this man. So there's no was... like old crone guiding the way. No, there's this man who lived in the house that's now the museum, and he gets projected to the future. And then he falls for the person who's leading the history tours, whatever. It sounds better than it is. <laughs> and then he just kind of lingers for a while in the future, has no questions about the future, and is like, I don't know, I guess I'll stay. Oh. <laughs> it's such a nothing. Anyway. So, yeah, we're not going to talk about that any more than I just did. <laughs> so I lied. The second thing... We're still going to talk about it begrudgingly because we feel obligated, but guys, Christmas and Evergreen. It was really a bummer. It was, it was not a good one. They've been increasingly like worse every year. Yeah. I'm just not ready to commit at this moment to watching next year's Christmas and Evergreen. It's, they're not still on the shit, are they? Why wouldn't they be? <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, as I was watching this and it was such a horrific failure, like, what it was about the first and second ones that made, sort of gave everybody the same, like, galaxy brain reaction that caused Hallmark to choose to make more of these. And, like, why that has been dwindling and it's like it's one of those hey watch things i can't put my finger on totally i think part of why they chose to keep making these is because it was easy to monetize that red truck as a symbol that you could make ornaments and whatever else like they were that red truck is fucking everywhere yeah um so there's that i think i feel like this movie didn't feel like it had to take place in the evergreen universe. No. Like, it just felt like... It felt like an off-season hallmark, but they shoehorned it into evergreen. They make the mistake of saying, like, we've introduced you to so many characters, and now we can do spinoffs of all these characters. When, yeah. Like, what they should be doing is, like, we've introduced you to this weird fucking town. Let's find more weird things about the weird fucking town. Like, right. As weird as it was, was the advent calendar the worst idea? 
No, in fact, no? that was the entire fun of it. <laughs> it was like, than the what is happening? Museum. That, I'm like, sorry. everybody's parents just, like, got bored during a snowstorm and invented this they weird. They were their own quark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Christmas and Evergreen 2 hits different. Holy shit. No. Yeah, all their parents were in core core and then just casually told them a lie for like an entire generation. And then everybody, I guess, casually forgot about it. And then it's like, boom, now we have a town wide advent calendar. Right. Like, there's something there. There's something there. It's also like a mysterious ghost town that exists in the nether regions between Montpelier and the Burlington <laughs> International Airport. With only one road in and out of town. So you can see the North Pole from it. Or you can also see the North Pole. So I think there's, like, some supernatural forces at play, and we're just not giving them enough time. <laughs> Get weird and evergreen, or don't do it at all. That's how Christmas and evergreen five. The ghosts of Christmas past. Oh, boy. I did it. Angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. <laughs> oh no! Do you think Dolly Parton's Dolly Parton's Christmas in the Square? <laughs> Tried to make all of those into one word. Dolly Parton's um, <laughs> Dolly Parton's Christmas in the Square would have been better if the square in question had been the Evergreen Town Square. Yes, but. Uh, she would have still made us leave room for Jesus, and I didn't want that. Hey, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't. Is there anything else to say about it? Wait, uh, sure, maybe. Okay. Like, is it worth talking about plot? Oh, sure. I guess. I don't know. It's... Introduce the plot, and we'll see what we get. All right, I'm going to tell you this. Okay. This is the lesson we learned from Christmas and Evergreen. Yes. Was I watched the first half of this movie while I was like on my phone or knitting or doing something where I just completely dropped out of the movie. Yes. And then I texted you and I said, Jesus Christ, this movie's so fucking long. Yes. <laughs> and then I looked at the timestamp and I still had a full hour left on the DVR. And then conveniently... As I was like, I don't even know what's happening in this movie. The protagonist <laughs> sits down to do some exposition at the top of the hour during the broadcast. And I was like, boy, that's tricky. And yeah, nifty. this was a great moment. And actually, this was something I forgot to listen for mm. in the second movie we're going to talk about. But I meant to. Yeah, it's like something I want to assign myself as Hallmark homework homework when we do this wow hallmark homework when we do this again because is it something they do for every movie like it's are they always be. anticipating people dropping in at the like nine o'clock hour if it starts at eight or whatever and they give you some recap it makes sense doesn't it it makes perfect sense it's genius i just <laughs> wasn't ready hold on i'm going to we don't have to stop everything for me to do this but i am going to attempt to pull up the top of the hour on the DVR recording for the second movie. Did I save it? I didn't delete it after I watched it. Okay. So, unless you've gotten in and deleted stuff no, since, like, noon today. So. No. It's okay. Good. It's within, within the first, like, five minutes. Okay. But anyway, um, 
from what I gather, plot-wise, <laughs> this is about, like, two, it's, like, two different people that we've met before in Evergreen, and one of them, see, now I'm gonna struggle, one of them decides to work for the Evergreen Christmas Museum, and the other one, I think, owns or runs the Christmas Museum, I don't know, doesn't matter. Isn't one of them the mayor? Is that what's happening? I'm pretty sure she's the mayor. Okay. And so she, she has she's the one who got engaged. Over the last. Christmas museum? Well, yeah, obviously. Okay. So that's how she hires the other one. I knew there was some sort of, like, process. Yeah, so the one who's engaged, uh, her fiancé gets stuck in Maine in a snowstorm that lasts over two weeks, and I have questions about... How they think snow works. <laughs> Hold on. This is at 57 minutes. Alright. You can edit this out later. Yeah. You don't want to be past 57. You want to be past 60? Hold on. Well, I'm worried because we're like in the middle of a scene, so we're clearly... It would have been after, because they wouldn't do it before another show ended. Well, I'm more worried about where the commercial break is going to fall in here. Well, we're creating a scavenger hunt, which will take people to cultural and romantic places around the city, and we would love to include your restaurant. It would be great promotion for you guys. See? Yes, that sounds interesting. That was a, an hour. See? Anything a bit simpler than Something that a couple could make together on a date. Maybe a French Christmas cookie some that exposition yeah. that right exposition there. though it was right there and they Incredible. just slide it right in there like Incredible. you don't actually yeah. need to know the backstory this is just what we're doing right now and yeah. we're off it's amazing it is amazing okay anyway so anyway so the lady who's engaged her fiance gets stuck in Maine in a snowstorm that lasts over two weeks if you were from was it Vermont, that long I yeah. missed that yeah I thought it was like a day and a half no. Okay. At some point he says, like, well, we've been stuck here for the week and we're going to be here for another week. We can't get out. Like, wow. That's a catastrophic snowstorm. Yeah, then there's some snow. Because when we got, like, seven feet of snow, we still got out after two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, half of the school buildings in your area collapsed and they had kids back in school <laughs> within, like, a week and a half. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. They're, they're just about to renovate that. <laughs> Yay! Yay, it's been seven years. Um, yeah, and so then the one who's working at the museum, her boyfriend wants to move to Boston to open a bespoke evergreen gift shop. Yes. They he currently runs the do... town Tinker yeah. Shop, which is, like, apparently a thing that the Christmas <laughs> movies of 2020 are convinced exist, because mm -hmm. this was also a thing in Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Yep. I don't know why Tinker Shops and people named Sloan <laughs> are the things that happened in Christmas 2020, <laughs> but here we are. They saw... David Rose's general store and we're like, <laughs> yes, this. Okay, a general store I could see, but a tinker shop. It's the vibe. They're trying to, like, take that vibe and make it Christmas and I uh, got Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, not yeah. happening. No. Anyway. Um, 
the one who's getting married, her dad also has this mystery that goes on for no reason for a long time. And the mystery is that he has a girlfriend. Yep. Which also pans out to being nothing. So I don't know why we spent time on it. Um, the younger one and her boyfriend break up and then eventually get back together. And there's there's this whole like C plot about the like curmudgeonly old man who has a stake in the Christmas museum and wants to shut it down and then he finally is convinced through the spirit of Christmas to keep it open. Well, his family like owned the hat factory that used to be in that building. It was a hat factory. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so see, there is weird shit in this town and we're just like glossing over it. But yeah, like his grandfather opened the hat factory and then like no no one in his family like wanted to run the hat factory, so it became the Christmas Museum. I guess. I guess. And he has these, like, twin sisters who are played by the actresses who played two of the henchmen from A Series of Unfortunate Events. Mm -hmm. And I texted Kelsey about this, but, like, they basically played the exact same characters in Christmas and Evergreen. So now I'm like, is there, like, a niche in the acting market for a set of twins who can only do one? Probably, yes. Because that's wild. I would not have guessed. And, like, how do you go from a being a villain on a series of unfortunate events to being, like, a semi-villain in a Hallmark Christmas movie but playing the same part? Do you think... Do you think that was a Hallmark choice or their choice? This is what I'm not sure of. Mm. I feel... I do feel that they may have taken some creative liberties. I mean, they turn out not to be the bad guys. It turns out to be just like a big misunderstanding with their curmudgeonly brother. Because right. then the, he sees a video in like the Christmas Museum documentary about them being like, we love our grandfather's hat factory, I guess. And then he's like, oh, you can sell the factory. That's okay. Who out there is going to a Christmas museum? Just like... <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Why? Can we also talk about the fact that the Christmas Museum did not have a single exhibit on the advent calendar? None. It really seems like the advent calendar should have been <laughs> the at the museum. museum. <laughs> Why was the museum not built in the garage that the advent calendar was conveniently on the side of? They also don't have that snow globe. They don't have the snow globe. Christmas and Evergreen, like, forgot about or the snow the truck, globe. Honestly. The truck does not make an appearance. But the chick from the first movie does come back mysteriously yeah, without her husband. Oh, she has a kid? No, she had a, that was the, like, stepchild. But then she yes. reveals that she's pregnant at the very end. So that explains the note that I was trying to figure out at the bottom of this. That was Christmas <laughs> and Evergreen 5, the royal baby. <laughs> Christmas and Evergreen 6, The Princess Switch. <laughs> Christmas and Evergreen 7. <laughs> the Princess Switch <laughs> for Christmas. Here we go again. <laughs> and in every single one, the royal family of Aldovia is just there. <laughs> no one knows why. Well, like, I don't think... Did this movie... 
introduce us to anyone new who's going to take the next one because no. I don't think they did. I don't see a natural progression. These people were all in after the last this. two. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I guess the the only thing they could do is the young couple could go on to get married, but then they would just be remaking the plot of Christmas yeah. and Evergreen 4. Yeah. So they'd anyway. have to find something new and weird in this town, and I feel like we've just gotten... Let, by this time last year, we knew there was going to be a Christmas and Evergreen 4, so let's... Evergreen <laughs> 5. Um, by the way, the... Oh, wait, different movie. Hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> okay, hold it's that fine. thought. Hold that thought. Just table that. Um, there is absolutely nothing in Google about Christmas and Evergreen 5. Nor does Google autofill Christmas and Evergreen 5 when you search for it. I mean, it's COVID times. What are you expecting? So that feel well, that feels promising though. Yeah. Well, hopefully no one's thinking about it yet. <laughs> Hallmark is always thinking <laughs> about Evergreen. So threatening. What a threatening aura. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, um Do you have any other Christmas and Evergreen thoughts or shall we jump right into our next choice? <laughs> Let's move on. I hate this movie. Yeah, I hated it. Bye, Let's Evergreen. Move on to something that we hated in a different way, I think. Great. I don't know. You can confirm or deny that, but yeah, I, I hated I, this one in, in a different way. I had more fun. See, Christmas in Evergreen was just like this is on and it's boring. Yeah, and I don't know why it's still happening to me. And why did Hallmark make this? And who is this for? Right. The movie we're about to talk about was, like, every five seconds I have a new question, and mm -hmm. all of them must be answered urgently. Yes. <laughs> and please help. Please send help. Please help please us. Help. <laughs> we need some help. <laughs> this movie was, like, directly trying to target us, the yeah. millennial Hallmark watchers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was just for us in a way that makes no sense at all. No, no, <laughs> so no, no, no. I was so confused. Like, I think the... The person who was writing this for millennials was probably like 75. Mm, roughly. <laughs> Based roughly. on what they think millennial startup culture is. <laughs> like, it felt like a view of millennial corporate culture that would have been written in like 2012. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Do you want to tell the good listeners what we're talking about yes this is hold on on the 12th date of christmas which is different than the 12 dates of christmas which is also a 2011 film yeah and also potentially several other films in between but this is on the 12th date of christmas and this is about a young woman who works for a company that specializes in scavenger hunts for corporate clients, which include product launches and team building excursions. 
<coughs> and are sometimes virtual, i.e. app-based, and sometimes just normal scavenger hunts. And they, the, there are two people who, through circumstances, get stuck having to build a scavenger hunt for a hotel together, where the prize is going to be a staycation for local Chicagoans, <laughs> which felt like a weird nod to this moment in time. <laughs> and I don't think Hallmark meant it that way. But also, the whole thing was about like letting locals get to know Chicago better. And targeting the scavenger hunt towards people who think they know Chicago, but don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, so perplexed by everything in this movie that I just find myself at a loss for words. Like, I, at no point was I able to get past the bespoke scavenger hunt startup. No. Or, like, the scavenger hunt as a legitimate marketing mechanism that works because they don't they don't and like that shit is so old like hey remember foursquare that's where this came from this (laughs) entire script was written when foursquare was a thing oh no like and it it... Go, go ahead I was just going to say basically the same thing. The other thing they did that's, like, old as fuck is every, like, position in the company is, like, wizard of Mm. game design, grand warlock of business development. And, I mean, I don't... There are some pretty wacky startups out there, so I'm not saying this never happens anymore, but I also feel like that was, like, an isolated window. It was an isolated window in 2010. Yeah. Like, I think we've moved past, in many regards, that, like, sense of whimsy. Yeah. And, like, there's so many questions I have about the like process (laughs) like who first of all who is doing a scavenger hunt that requires 12 stops to win a two-night staycation in chicago no hey no no one is going on that many excursions there's no indication that they don't have to pay for all of these excursions Correct. when they go to them. Well, no. In fact, I think there's every indication that they are just, ex- like, they just go there and they participate in a cooking class and a painting class and a cider tasting. <laughs> and they buy a dinner and they buy a lasagna and they do all, like, it's a lot of eating and drinking. Yeah. And they have to take selfies of themselves and post it in the app to get credit for it. Speaking of, who's downloading an app for one-time use for a scavenger hunt that requires 12 stops to win a two-night staycation in Chicago? Like, yeah. this, this is where we're going to bring the 12 days of Christmas theme in. We're going to just repeat all of these insane steps. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. And they're not communicating with these places hardly at all to tell them, like, hey, expect the, quote, thousands of people yes. who are going to be participating on this one day. And also, there's... The everybody is going to follow it in sequential order so, because that's how they get the next clue revealed. They don't get the next clue until they post the selfie in the app 
And everybody's going to do it in such a way that everybody is going to end up at the hotel launch party at the right time yep. on the right day. Yeah. Like, are people, is the app giving you push notifications to say, like, if you want to arrive at the party on time, then you need to do excursion number six right now? Like, <laughs> right now. Right, right now. Right this second. Go to painting. Right <laughs> what? And you know the people who wrote this never were involved in any building of anything like this because there's no discussion of how to make sure that people don't upload dick pics instead of selfies. Nope. 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 None. No. There's not a single conversation about unintended consequences. None. At all. No. No. Oh, God. And, like... There's this whole other plot where the two love interests slash designers of scavenger hunts are competing for the head of game development position. (laughs) And it's established early on that, like, the guy (laughs) has been with the company for years and has, like, done these big, huge corporate launches that are all app-based. And so he's, like, the top of the food chain. And that she is, like, this scrappy newcomer and rising star who's done, like, some corporate team building. But she wants to be a head game developer because she's from a small town and she has to prove to her grandmother that it was worth it to move to Chicago. (laughs) And if she doesn't get this promotion this week, then her grandmother's going to make her move back to the farm. Because that's what happens. Because that's... When you're a grown-ass adult. <laughs> like... Sure. Uh, because it's the grandmother's job in life to keep the family together. Right. Which but is a real line, she says. It's also important to remember that the reason why she's not getting ahead at her job is because she doesn't speak up at work. Yes. She's confident in her ideas, but she's not confident in speaking up for herself. Really? At a time like this? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you smile more while you're at it? (laughs) Really? I wanted to be like, honey, the reason you're not progressing at your job is because you are spending billable hours decorating your office like the fucking christmas loft so can we talk about that for a second she's got like four christmas trees and like a motorized train and the guy references that she's like piping peppermint smell or some shit in there and like spend some of that energy on developing apps i guess but with no dev team either. Like, they're just coming up out of thin air. Yeah. yeah. All they have to do is create the scavenger hunt clues and then they send the specs to IT. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, sure. That's definitely what IT does. Every app I've ever built has been built exactly that way. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Um... But she plays it the whole time as if the reason she's not able to get this promotion is because she's from a small town and not that she's grossly underqualified. Mm-hmm. 
But then they give him a promotion to a different job because he doesn't like working with people. And this other job, which is business development, (laughs) is going to be better suited to him not liking to build relationships with people. Well, they can't only give the woman the promotion at Hallmark. (laughs) That's so fair. They certainly can't give the woman the promotion over the man. No. Absolutely not. So instead, they give them lateral promotions. (laughs) Because they did so good promoting the staycation. They did such a good job on the staycation app. And the hotel owner was very happy. So everyone gets a promotion. (laughs) Like, what? Everyone who runs a hotel knows that the best customers to get are the ones who live in the town. Yes. What? Yeah. What? It, that that was like the thing that felt very like like <laughs> Hallmark can't not reckon with the current moment, but also can't bring themselves to acknowledge it. Yeah, it was very weird. So we're gonna have a plot about staying where you are. Yes. Don't travel anybody. It's Don't romantic go. where you live. Except Grandma can come from Iowa. Except Grandma can come from Iowa. There's no travel restrictions. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Can I, like, drop maybe a hot take? Yes. So, the guy who's the love interest in this movie, who was also on Letterkenny. This is what I was investigating, because I saw that credit on Google, and I was very confused, and it took a long time to figure out who he played. Oh. I got there. I think he's too good for Hallmark. That's probably true. And I think he phones it in in a way that, like, works for Hallmark. (laughs) My favorite thing about his portrayal of his character is that basically his whole mood is, like, speaking in monotone and not making eye contact. Well, and you'll remember him from the Flipping Houses one. Yes. It was the same deal. Yes. He just, he plays guys that doesn't like people. And I think it's because then he doesn't have to reach emotionally. (laughs) Right. And like, you know what? Good on you. Good on you, bud. (laughs) Listen, everybody's got to be doing something. It's a tough economy. genuinely very funny in Letterkenny, too. Yes. I definitely so. didn't think you were going to end that with in letter Kenny, and I was going oh, no. to ask you to no, explore no, no, no. that more. No. So, but I'm glad that it ended where it did because that's not correct. Be exploring any no. other iteration of that sentence. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I I think that's it. Was just the whole thing was so much of everything it chose to be in ways that I will remind everybody have to go through multiple layers of review before Mm -hmm. they become a thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from start to finish every content is reviewed (laughs) so goddamn many times (laughs) and yet here we are with this one yeah just something to think about it's it's just wild (laughs) they do have a lot more fun than some hallmark people get to have though yes in the sense of all the gallivanting yeah yes like there was significantly more of that than you normally get 
That's true. Normally you get like, I'm going to go make cookies in my house. <laughs> well, because like they have people. to they have to go on all the dates to right. choose the dates, but the dates are so good that it forces them to fall in love. Also, why are they dates on the scavenger hunt that thousands of people are going to be playing where they go to 12 dates <laughs> to get a two-night vacation in Chicago? <laughs> So you have to participate in 12 days of excursions in order to get a two-day excursion. With another person who you're romantically invested in. <laughs> like, that was a caveat they just decided to throw in there on their own because they were having a fun second time. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> At some point, this spins from just being like... Things to do to being dates. <laughs> to being like how to get it on in Chicago. <laughs> One lucky couple. It's so funny. My favorite part of the entire movie is when we get to the scene where she decides to speak up for herself and she catches the CEO who's like this like man child. <laughs> yeah, he's like 25. <laughs> I'm sure this guy, the actor, is fine, but, like, they portrayed the CEO as being an actual man-child. And she, like, catches him in a hallway, and she's like, I want to be the head game creator. And he's like, I already have four candidates. Why would I choose you? And she, like, stammers and gets awkward, and he's like, bye. And she's like, no, no, wait. And then suddenly she's really passionate and articulate. And she's like, I love developing scavenger hunts for businesses because team building helps people fulfill their potential for the company. And that's what's best for the bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) What is this word salad and what is it supposed to make me feel? Yeah. Her characterization was definitely someone who would love team building exercises though. Yes. Like, that's fair. I guess. I just don't I don't think I don't know that there's a world in which anyone can convince me that team building exercises for corporations is a feel good life choice. No. I mean, I think it's fine. And, like, it has its place in, in the world. And, like, that's a thing people do. No, and, like, fine. It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I don't want to participate in them. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a whole economy based around them. So, like, fine. Like scavenger hunts. I like scavenger hunts. But I just don't think Hallmark can, like, sell me on the idea that, like, the kind of person who's passionate about corporate scavenger hunts is a good and wholesome person. No. <laughs> no. I think you can do both things and, like, like I think you can be a corporate scavenger hunt person and be a good and wholesome person, but yeah. they're not. It's not one because of the other. No. And I'm, <laughs> you're not really getting ahead at a tech startup because you suddenly have confidence to say <laughs> that you think your ideas are good. She's got four other more senior people, presumably men, ahead of her. And she's just waltzing up to this guy in a hallway being like, I did one app and I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Like, cool. (laughs) Great. We're proud of you, too. Maybe you'll get a bonus or something. Bye. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah, Hallmark is weird. Always has had a weird sense of, like, how businesses operate, which yes. makes me question, like, how does Hallmark's business operate? Ooh. There's an interesting perspective. <laughs> Who wants to make a docu-series? <laughs> I want to know what it's like inside of Hallmark. <laughs> I know. I know. I have contacts who work at Hallmark. But oh my god. I want them to tell me everything. One of the few, like, peeks behind the curtain I feel like I've ever gotten about Hallmark is um, when we did the Treat Williams Gay Adoption Hallmark movie a couple episodes ago, which has an actual title. Um, the Christmas House. That one. There it is. Uh, I, I found a couple of articles that I read in that episode, but one of them was doing an interview with the actor who played the actor son, mm-hmm. or maybe the gay son, or the gay son husband. One of it, the sons. All three of those actors looked the same, so yeah. I can't actually remember who it was. But one of them is talking about being, like, the experience of being in the gay adoption hallmark. And how it was, like, so moving, and there's this one scene they filmed, I think the scene where the gay couple finds out they actually get their adoptee. Yeah. Like, they're actually adopting the kid. And there he was talking about how it was the most moving day on set, and the whole cast and crew, like, had the feels about it. And after they filmed it, like, a bunch of crew members came up to them and told them how much it meant to them to be represented in a Hallmark movie. And the quote was something like, you know, they said like they've worked on these movies for years to make people's holidays special and now they're part of the hallmark family and have a seat at the table and he's saying this as if it's like this really heartwarming thing like look at this incredible moment we all got to facilitate as actors and i read it as like pretty fucking sinister like you've got all these gay people on set yeah. Who have built an entire career around being set designers and, like, wardrobe people on Hallmark movies who are, according to this actor, now in tears because they had one single gay couple in a movie. Right. Like, how fucking beaten down <laughs> does your morale have to be on these films? I mean, I don't want to, like, take away the experience of representation, but, like, I don't think that's... It's not to me. It's feel good in the same way that like stories about small children saving a bunch of money to pay off yeah. people's healthcare costs are feel good stories, right? Like, which is oh, to you say, did not the one at all. Good job, just the one. <laughs> well, you did the one, but also like you are a person in an impossible situation because of capitalism, right? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and like our culture is going to continue feeding this to us as if that's what they want because they want to continue the oppressive power mm-hmm. structure of capitalism. <laughs> or Hallmark. Hallmark is the oppressive power structure of capitalism. Yep. <laughs> and they force feed us capitalism all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Kirstie has so many Christmas lights this year. <laughs> I never said that I didn't participate in capitalist Christmas. <laughs> I, too, am a cog in the machine. (laughs) On that note, um, (laughs) I think that that wraps our Hallmark hate watch holidays, whatever we're calling it. Yeah. Yeah, this might be the last one. It sure is. What are we putting out next week? Are we putting out... Awards and then Pilot Palooza. Have you not checked the schedule? (laughs) I thought awards was after New Year's. I'm alarmed. No. Oh, well, 
I'm a week behind in my prep. <laughs> this is how we find these things out. Um, are you ready for our draft or are you not prepared for the draft? Uh, I, how many do I need? Three. I could probably get away with the drafts. Do you want to do the draft? No, I forgot what one of them was. Uh-oh. Shoot. I just had it not that long ago. I know what two of them are. <laughs> I don't know what the third one is. Oh, I know what the third one is. Okay. All right. I got there. All right, guys, we're going to forge ahead. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for... <laughs> we're, like, making fun of Hallmark's content creation. Look at us go. All right. Well, Kirstie, if you had an app that would... <laughs> I just don't have enough scavenger hunt apps to help me fulfill my potential. Right. <laughs> So, it's Pilot Palooza season again. Yes! And we're changing the format for, like, several reasons, including I watch too much content, we sometimes pick bad pilots, <laughs> it's just too hard. <laughs> yes. We've been doing Pilot Palooza for a long time, and it was due for some upgrades. Yeah. We're trying to, like reinvigorate it because it's lost the magic a little bit well i think part of the problem on top of the fact that you just like always burn the fucking content every <laughs> year <laughs> but this year especially which i don't totally blame on you um but part of the problem is that at this stage in the game because we have to churn out content all year long we sort of end up doing mini pilot paloozas every episode for you <laughs> for you <laughs> No, for you, <laughs> for me. Oh, their pilot pulls this for you because you watched the one. I've already seen all of it. <laughs> Every day is a new pilot Palooza for me. <laughs> it's okay. It's it fine. It's great. Um. Yeah. So I I did also break the rules of pilot Palooza. It's okay. Um, I'm going to let you have the choice to go first or second because I broke the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to choose to go second, I think. Okay. So my, I guess my first pilot pick, we're telling you these now so that you can watch them. <laughs> yeah, you can watch the pilot and then be better prepared when we actually talk about it. Yeah. Homework. Um, I'm picking Bridgerton for number one. Oh, which comes out in three days. It's going to be the best Christmas present ever. Kelsey has been waiting for this basically her whole life. I don't know that I have. <laughs> I only learned about it last year. <laughs> That's the same. I'm concerned, but I feel like it might be just what we need this holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's my first pick. We're going to watch Washington. Excellent. Well, my first pick is a little bit of a cheat as well, and we've already talked about this at length, that it was going to be a cheat. Yeah. Um, it's a cheat for several reasons, in part because we've already talked about it, and in part because Kelsey's already watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the year for Lord 2020, goddammit. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Um, so that pilot is going to be Ted Lasso. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
this was tricky feelings at all about none none never this pilot i feel like has been a tricky wicket because it has been like all over twitter for weeks now like Mm -hmm. it's been a hot minute since i've seen a show like sort of capture the critics imagination the way this one has that's why i couldn't stay away and that i mean that's the whole problem and that's part of why we talked about it and it it actually was some of the inspiration behind changing our format because it was we like super didn't want to risk that we would both put it in the hat and it wouldn't get picked because that has happened before right so so ted lasso i'm gonna rewatch the pilot so i'll be there with you don't worry yeah it'll sort of count it'll be great it'll be great I literally had, like, a real <laughs> moment of, like, do I tell her or do I not tell her? <laughs> but I have to tell you. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, just from the mood on Twitter, it felt inevitable. Like, I knew yeah. it was going to happen either way. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. I think this the thing that, like, required me. more negotiation was the week that Kelsey spent being like, I want to watch it. I want to watch yep. it. Should I watch it? I mean, maybe I'm gonna, I might watch it. What if I watch, but like, what would happen if I watched it? Okay. Oops. I watched it. Well, now I've watched all of it. <laughs> I was trying, like starting in November, I was putting in a real good effort to like save things from Pilot Palooza. <laughs> trying so Kirstie hard. Because was giving me so much shade for watching all the content, which is fair. And then this happened. She literally watched every content this year, guys. I've watched over a thousand episodes of television. I've officially that's that a mark. lot of television. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. Twenty twenty. Quark quark. Okay. Okay. Your it's second one. Yeah. My second pick is the Queen's Gambit. Hmm. Sure. I've been very on the edge of starting this one, too, so be proud of me. I am proud of you. Good job. I will admit that even though this was very hard to avoid on Twitter, it was, like, not at all on my radar. So this will be, like, a good, it'll be a challenge watch. I've heard it's great. I hope it is. Yes. People like it. Um, my next one I feel like is super low-hanging fruit. Love that. Um, and also contains a little recency bias, but it is Flight Attendant. Wow. Yeah. That's on my list, too. Ooh, I stole one. You did. Getting into that draft. Yeah, game. that's some draft <laughs> shit right there. Wow. Shit. All right, that was going to be my second one, but third one, but fine. Fine, fine. fine. I see the game we're playing here. <laughs> um... I'm going to pick The Undoing. Ooh, this one's going to be spicy. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Hugh. I don't know if he's a friend. He's like a creepy uncle. Isn't he our dad? Is this our young dad? No. Different Hugh. Grant. Hugh. Hugh Grant. I was thinking Hugh Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we have a young dad. <laughs> Young dad has been top of mind recently. So. Yeah. He's... Hugh Grant, I, I wouldn't say he's our weird uncle. I would say he's like our curious neighbor. Oh. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> uh, I like the strange little world. <laughs> it's very 
alarming. <laughs> don't don't look too closely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one, I think I I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play. And I also okay. can't 100% remember where this is going to fall in terms of whether or not anyone's watched it. Okay. Um but I was listening to an episode of a podcast today and was reminded of this show. Mm-hmm. And the show is Search Party. We put Search Party in the hat and never watched it, right? Mm-hmm. I've never watched it. Hell yeah. This is like... Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Good job. Is, look at us. Spirit of Pilot Palooza rides again. Were you listening to the I was. Culture Happy Hour? Because I was listening <laughs> yeah. to that tonight, too. <laughs> I was. They were talking about season three of Search Party, and I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. We never got to Search Party. No. And there was like a minute where we needed to, and we just never really got there. I think this is our best Pilot Palooza lineup that we've had. Me too. This is a strong one. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about this. Should I watch them all tonight, or should I let it breathe? Oh my god. I'm excited. Do we watch them in order or does it not matter? I, I don't think anyway. I don't think it matters. Okay. I mean, I have it written down in order if it matters, but I don't think it does. All right. I think we just watch it. I'm so excited. That's why we do awards next because you don't have to watch anything for awards so then you get multiple weeks to watch pilots. We planned this. Yeah, we did plan this except that also assumes that we're watching awards in a time where we have the mental capacity to internalize anything we watch over the course of a year. <laughs> well, I and keep I'm, a Google Doc, okay? I'm not 100% sure that I was here this year. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I do also, I'd like to announce a change to the, to the rules for awards. <laughs> I'm Kelsey and I care so much about my tentpole programming that I'm just going to change everything about them. Fine, I won't change it. No, tell me the new rule, I'm curious. I was going to, because of Quarkor, make room for anything that we watched on a television this year so that Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, could be eligible for awards. Can I tell you something? 2020, yeah. I was going to do it anyway. I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Eurovision Obviously. Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, is gonna be taking home some shit. I don't know what yet. I just think it's a given. You don't even have to listen to next time, whenever that is, so we put out an episode. All you need to know about the 2021 really fucking good television award show for nice people only is that it's really all about Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Yeah. 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 Very much. Uh, this is also a good time to mention our new <laughs> campaign to make Eurovision Song Contest The Story of Fire Saga oh, a yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah. We have also added to the Hate Watch Christmas movie canon, Mamma Mia. Yes. Based on science. <laughs> it is now science via potentially immaculate conception, we think, <laughs> that Mamma Mia is a Christmas movie. <laughs> And I'm not sure that we can really elaborate. 
<laughs> nope, nope. But there you go. <laughs> I'm in a group chat where somebody asked today for recommendations of like not quite Christmas movies, and I was like, "Eurovision Song Contest, Empire Saga, and Mamma Mia." Don't ask questions. Wow. So anyway, that's your Christmas cheer for this week. Christmas is over now. (laughs) You know what, though? There are worse ways to end your Christmas than Eurovision. That's true. There are worse ways to end your Christmas than Mamma Mia, for that matter. Yeah, don't watch Christmas and Evergreen. Just watch. Yeah, just watch those two. Forget yeah. everything we said in the last hour and just go watch those two movies back to back and you got yourself a Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. God. All right. Well, this has been quite exciting. <laughs> a lot has happened in this episode. I know. We got a lot in there. <laughs> um, if you would like to tell us your thoughts about our pilots or hallmark or scavenger hunt apps or staycations in chicago you can find us on twitter at hate watch with us you can send us an email to hate watch with us at gmail.com you can visit hatewatchwithus.com and look for the contact button and try to find us that way or you can also go through our preferred method of five star reviews on apple podcasts and you can tell us what scavenger hunt stop you would want to go to the most in evergreen you know i have to say i did a staycation in november and i just thought of this randomly i don't i cannot imagine a staycation where i would be willing to do the kind of work that i know i know we already talked about it i'm just thinking now about my own staycation experience and like you don't staycate so that you can put in effort no no you sure don't that's what you travel for anyway <clears throat> we're also members of the thought bubble audio network and they have other shows which you can find over at thought bubble fm on twitter thoughtbubbleaudio.com thoughtbubbleaudio.gmail.com or you can find them on patreon they give you the proper url in the thoughtbubble audio special which we posted in our feed last (laughs) week but as we like to say you can just search for them in patreon because i refuse to talk about urls anymore (laughs) yes good job also i just thank you I just realized we have quite a few more five-star ratings than we had last time we checked. So if you have been leaving five-star reviews, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. That's so nice of you. What a Christmas gift. I'm looking us up on iTunes now. That's so kind. Mm -hmm. Tell your friends to give us ratings, too. Our average rating is up. Look at that. Yeah, we've conquered the people who hate us because we hate Sam Hewen in that one movie. Yes, we once said Sam Hewen was not sexually attractive, and we are finally <laughs> starting to bounce back in the ratings. <laughs> it was a hard-fought battle. That was tough. Oh my god, I just read the review about our friendship shining through every episode again. I think about that all the time. I love that. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, on that note, on um, that note, we'll talk to you next time for awards. For awards, <laughs> get high. Kills me first. It could happen. <laughs> or unless Kirsty forgets what television is. Well, okay. Bye. Bye. bye.